Hello there, welcome to this episode of the Game Podger Unfocused Podcast. I am your host, Scott, and with me as always is Hilka. How are you today, Hilka? Wow, I I had a little bit of a backlash there uh, just now because we, after we did the countdown, I was I was going to launch into the intro bit for N Focus. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Until you started talking, and I was like, "Right, that was earlier this week." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm the one in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I uh, it's it's been a hell of a week. Um, yeah, little out of it. Haven't had the opportunity to play like a lot of video games, and we'll talk about that a little later. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, I'm doing fine. It's very cold here. It's been snowing a lot recently. Oh, I love the snow. It's like you know, I don't drive a car. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really bother me all that much. The most I do is like occasionally it interferes with public transport, but I just love walking in yep. the snow. I love the little crunch sound it makes. I love the way it sparkles <laughs> in the sunlight. I'm a big fan of snow. You know what? I would love to love the snow. You know, just be able to wake up and just, oh, it's just oh, a little snow. You know, just have to deal with that. But no, um, it is not, it's, been sweltering hot. Uh, it's been able to um, cool down a little bit today. I'm still in the office. I've got the fan slightly going, but I still I'm sort of in that zone where I'm not sweating at the moment. But it's sort of like a layer on me is just a if I move a bit, you know, and the sweat's just going to come right off me. D- does it snow over there? Because I know that in some parts of Australia, just regardless of how deep you are into winter it just straight up doesn't snow it never gets cold enough exactly yeah and down in sort of like the more more lower parts like melbourne um it does um it can can snow there but um, i live in i live in queensland you know the sunshine state and yeah it does not snow Hmm. it gets cold uh but it will not snow that's a pity. I, I, I was, love snow. Yeah, I, I did miss it yeah. when I was living in other countries. I, um, I've i only ever seen, been to snow twice. Um, once when I went down for a school, like school, like band camp excursion down to Melbourne. And then the only other time when I went to uh, Mount Fuji, when I went to a holiday on Japan. Oh, that sounds great. I've never been to Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I want to I so want to go back there. I mean, but also from Australia, it's a lot cheaper than from Europe. It's a much shorter <laughs> flight. <laughs> yeah, because how how long how long would it take to get from Europe to Japan? That's a good question. Uh, I have done Amsterdam to Perth, mm-hmm. and that was about just total flight time about 17 hours oh okay so i think to japan it's like it's further north but not that much i think it's a little further east as well so about the same i think it would take like 17 hours to get from here to japan okay so from uh, queensland to japan uh, i took about it was like an eight hour flight yeah it's much more reasonable. <laughs> mm. It's sort of it's sort of 
works out well because I think I'm not sure if Japan's um an hour behind behind or an hour earlier, but I know it's just like there's only an hour's difference, time zone wise. And so when you get, I we I went with a friend of mine. We went early and got a track to the airport early in the morning, and yeah, we were just like, uh, like um like late afternoon, we arrived there. That must be nice. Like, you did travel for a while, but you're not completely destroyed by jet lag because the time difference is so small. No, that, no, it, it was all right. It was um, we had the B movie, the Jerry Seinfeld B movie, constantly running. My condolences. <laughs> but no, no, I definitely, definitely do want to go back to Japan. All right, and with that, let us um, discuss uh, what we've been playing. All right, so not much with me um, playing uh, games during 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 the last podcast. I've sort of um, I played I play a bit, got more more into Fortnite. Um, big discussion we had with the previous podcast. Um, sort of maxed out the battle pass, like sort of got the max amount of levels you you need um, to get basically everything. Everything they still have stuff locked out, but that's sort of like on a time locked out. So like in the next couple of weeks, you know, it'll be I have the net amount of points to buy it, so I end up getting those. And then the last thing is just like the when they do like the solid snake um, skin reveal, and you just got to do a whole bunch of um, quests for that. Once that's done, then. I'll get Solid Snake, and then that'll be me it um, for it. But apart from that, um, no, I've been playing some the Disney Afternoon Collection. Uh, this was originally released back in 2017. Um, so I believe... Oh, it was released after the Switch, but uh, it's only released for PlayStation, Xbox, and Windows. Did not... Um, did not get a Switch release. That's a weird one. It, it seems like a pretty natural fit. I mean, I say that. Like, they're, they're originally all NES games. Do they come with the Game Boy ports as well? No, no. So this one only comes with the NES ports. Yeah. But I mean, like, I've I've played NES games on my 3DS. Heck, I've played NES games on my Game Boy Advance. Like... You can put it on Switch. That just makes sense to me. But have you ever played NES games on the NES? Uh, briefly, yes. I, I nev- I've never owned an NES, but I went to a... Speaking of Perth, I went to a... There's a small video game museum in Perth. I regretfully, regrettably forget the name of it, but I played uh, Duck Hunt with the, like zapper uh and i've also there was also a video game exhibit in town like two years ago by this point where they had a whole bunch of like original hardware you could play like demo games on so i've played like pong on an original pong console oh controller was one of the controllers was a little bit janky and i choose to believe that that's why i lost and not because i suck um <laughs> but yeah, I got to try out a bunch of old old hardware there as well. But I, I never owned an NES. It came out before I was born. 
Well, technically, no. It well the NES. Um, show my age. It it did come out after one year after I was born. Um, the original Famicom though was one year before I was born. So sort of in that middle section. But I've actually still I've still got our family's original NES. Um, I had to uh, replace the seventy-two pit pin connector on it. Um, but other than that, it's working. It's working fine. Um, and I've got um, I've got that hooked up to an old CRT at my place, so I've got Duck Hunt, and so it works works well with that. Yes. Um, but no, it's just it's just interesting. You know, all these any release release any games, and a lot a lot of people just haven't. Played it on the original hardware, but I guess it's good. These um, virtual console, well, virtual console doesn't really exist anymore. Um, Switch Online, but you got Switch Online. You got these um, collections coming out. Um, but yes, this is a collect. The original hardware is sorry to interrupt, but the original hardware does get like harder and harder to find as time goes on. You know, there is uh, this is a story we covered on N Focus, which at time of recording hasn't been released yet. Uh, but someone, uh, the YouTuber James Channel, made like his own version of a Nintendo PlayStation, uh, which which I thought was very fun. And another news story was Blue Scooty, a Twitch streamer who's a thirteen year old boy, f- literally finished Tetris on an original NES. Yes. Yes incredible which is incredible which is so wild to me but i do love that there is enough interest and reverence for the history of video games at least by the people who play them less by the large companies who make them usually for like game for like the history of the medium and you know i I, i'd be lying if i said I, i i was not interested in acquiring some of those old consoles but a i don't know where i put them i don't have like a huge amount of space and b i don't have a crt tv uh so it's not gonna be really an ideal situation which is why i liked the uh like the nes mini and stuff like that as an idea i just wish it had been classic video games right i would have liked this if it was something different uh, where like if, if it was more of like a it gave you the ability like a built-in ability to just play whatever games you wanted on it and i guess that's there's like third-party consoles you can get for it like the analog pocket for gba games yeah um like the analog pocket um fpga chipset that they use basically it's not technically emulation um but it's just probably the best probably the best way apart from actually getting the original hardware to play those sort of things um one good thing with this collection um back in the like a couple episodes ago discussing with the quake 2 collection you know with the whole history of that um you know what they put in you know with the original artwork and you know designs and that they've sort of um they've done this is one of the ones they've done this with as well. Oh, so nice. you get stuff like, uh, yeah, so you get stuff like a museum, you get what the original artwork from the original, like, you know, cartoons 
Um, they have a section there of the pixels to pencils. Basically, they've got the original original sketch drawings, and then you see what they actually did with the um, how they converted it into sort of the NES um, collection uh, sort of uh, drawings, which is um, good. It's heavy, it even got the original um, like um, they've actually gone ahead and scanned the original box art. Ooh, nice. Uh, both, both for English and J- Japanese, uh, which is not which is nice. Uh, you've also got a music collection, um, so you can play your tunes there. So uh, you can listen yes, to it this on ga- the go. Oh wait, it's not on Switch. Well, you, no, no, but it is on. But it is on um, PC. So you can get it on the Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was uh, one fun feature of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Is that it? Also had in the sound test mode, you could like, like darken the screen and still have the music playing, so you could still listen to the music from it. So you could have the world's largest music player just in your Switch, <laughs> take it with you, and listen to the soundtrack. Ah, oh, yeah. If only Nintendo released their stuff on um, digital music stores, on CDs, on Spotify. Yeah, I, I I would like pay real dollary dues for just like a a digital version of the Kid Icarus Uprising soundtrack. I love that soundtrack so oh, much. Oh yes. Oh I love that soundtrack. That's oh it's it's just a shame they don't they don't do that. Put it on Bandcamp, you cowards. Yes. G- give it to us DRM free. <laughs> So anyway, with this collection, um, you've got six games. You've got Duck, uh, DuckTales, the orig- uh, the first one and the second one. Which I was uh, today years old when I learned there was a second Duck Hunt game. Uh, God damn it, I did it too. I was today <laughs> years old when I learned there was a second DuckTales game. I mean, if there was a second Duck, ta- duck Hunt game. Wow. There was. Yeah, I do nope. know about <laughs> Duck Hunt too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, checking, I actually checked on the pricing on that uh, on eBay with Duck Ducktales Two. I've got it here. Uh, box collection, two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars. What the hell? Oh, oh my god! Wow. Uh, um. So, um. From this, um, the other two other games. Um, you got the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Uh, one and two. You've got uh, Tailspin and you've got Darkwing Duck. Now, for me, um, because I grew up with the NES, the only game I originally played um, was the DuckTales, um, which I've only beaten five of the games at the moment. I'm still playing through DuckTales 2. But DuckTales is the, the original one. Is the one that I've sort of only originally played on original hardware. And probably my, I haven't finished DuckTales 2, but probably DuckTales is the, my favorite. Like um, the, the soundtrack's absolutely wonderful. It's just yeah. really good gameplay. Uh, have you played uh, DuckTales? I've played DuckTales Remastered. Oh, that's, I, you know, people bag on that, but I, I think it's really good. I, I thought it was fine. And I like the new arrangements of the songs as well. I mean, Everyone knows the moon theme is an absolute classic, but uh, yeah, I picked it up when it was getting delisted from Steam temporarily. It's back now, I think, 
but I, I, I mean, I, I sort of maybe in a FOMO kind of way, I do try to buy things that before they get delisted. Like I bought the, that really terrible Avengers game, uh, before it got delisted because it was like three euros and I'm never going to have the chance again to play it, even though I probably don't want to because it's not very good. Yes. Uh, but I have um, No. Yeah. I, there was another, there was a game. I, 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 I've done that as well. Uh, I think even like Mirror's Edge, like the thought of that getting delisted, I was like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and get that. And then it turns out it wasn't actually getting delisted. But just the fear of that actually getting delisted. Um, yeah, but no, because um, I, because um, I, that's right, DuckTales, actually. DuckTales, because I originally got it for the Wii U. And then when I saw it on Steam, I'm thinking, oh, okay, um, you know, Wii U probably not going to have it always hooked up. You know, may as well get it on Steam because it's getting delisted. And then I ended up picking it back up again on Xbox uh, when it got relisted. So I actually played that last year. The uh, re- I believe, yeah, I played that last year. Um, Doctor's remastered. And I did that on the original uh, Power of X podcast. Uh, so yeah, so I'll probably end up. I'll pro- after this, I'll probably end up playing that again. Um, but yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, and then the um, sort of the other games that I play, you know, Chip and oh yeah, the next one I did was Darkwing Duck. Um, Love that show. Hard, yeah. Love that show. Let's get dangerous. <laughs> apparently, um, Launchpad McQuack, I don't know if I'm reading this right, but apparently Launchpad McQuack in the DuckTales universe, the original DuckTales universe and the original um, Darkwing Duck universe are not the same, not the same character. Like they're not the same person. Huh. Maybe mm. it's like a Sid from Final Fantasy thing, where okay, ev- every duck universe has its own launchpad McQuack mm. in the greater duck multiverse. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was um, that it's sort of that's when the sort of the control that the, those controls and those on that Darkwing Duck it's sort of. It works fine, but it sort of it, it sort of forces you to sort of like climb up on a ledge and sort of jump up on it. You have to have like a grabbing motion and sort of the instinct is sort of you jump up and then you jump up at the end to get on top of the ledge, but you're actually supposed to press up. And it's a weird way of sort of like doing your gen- mental gymnastics trying to work through that. Um, yeah, also that trying sounds to like something it. you'd really have to get used to. Yeah, um, but... It was fine. Um, I did have to use the... I'll be honest, I did have to use the save state rewind feature a bit on that one. No shame in doing um, that, 100%. It's no. an NES game. They're yep. notoriously That's difficult. Notoriously difficult and no infinite lives, so you can't just... Yeah. Um, and then the... Um, it's funny enough, from going from Darkwing down to the Chip and Dale games, um, they're sort of on the easier side. Sort of more basic. Like, I think... I think DuckTales were released first and then it was the first Chippendale game. Uh, this is a basic one, just basically the all you just going, just running around, just picking up blocks and throwing them at enemies. Um, boss battles are sort of easier. So basically a ball just comes in and you sort of got to throw it up or on the side to a character. Uh, but they were fine. And then um, last one is um, Tailspin, which is sort of like a, 
you, you're flying around in a plane. Uh, I did not care much for that one. Oh, that's unfortunate. I, I've never played it, but I like I like the Tailspin show, which is pretty much my only exposure to it. Honestly, like I haven't seen a lot of the aside from Darkwing Duck, I guess the the shows that these games are based on because I don't think they uh, I'll, not all of them got localized to the Netherlands and I didn't speak English when I was four um, but I, I I I read a lot of the Donald Duck comics which is oh, okay yet a similar universe to like the Ducktales universe. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I live in one of the two countries, this one and, like, Denmark, where the Donald Duck comics are super popular. Yeah. Um, So I'm familiar with it with a bunch of the characters, but in a slightly different context. Yeah. And also, I don't know most of their English names because the comics were in Dutch. Okay. Like, I don't... What's the, the... the the wizard lady, what's her name? The evil like magician. Oh, let me have it. Because I know her as Zwartemachika, which is literally just dark magician, I guess. Uh, uh, Magica dispel. Magica dispel. Yeah, I I I. It took me a long time to learn um, Scrooge McDuck because okay. I know him as Dachobert Duck. Ah. Okay, who are Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Quick, quick, and quack. Well, say that three three times fast. Quack is the, like, generic uh, duck sound in Dutch. Like, it's just, uh, it's like quack, you know? Yeah. Uh, I forget, I don't know what the inventor guy's name is in English, but in Dutch he's Willy Wortel. Yeah, Willy Carrot. Um, the what are those goons? The thieves called. Uh the Beagle Boys. The Beagle Boys. Yeah, we call them the Zwarte Jungens, the Heavy oh. Boys. <laughs> um, what would you call the Flintart Glomgold? That was the sort of um. McDuck, Scrooge McDuck's antagonist. He was the other rich um, Scottish duck. Yeah. Oh, I forget. He was not in a lot of the comics that I read. Because oh, okay. so, most, most of the like Donald Duck comics that get published here in like a, a weekly like comic book, like 20 pages each bo- ish book and like the, the pocket books as well. They're more slice of life yeah. kind of things than like the big mm-hmm. adventure stuff that you get from like Ad- the adventures of Scrooge McDuck, the like yeah. Eisner award winning graphic novel. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some amount of magical adventure because, you know, D- Magica Dispella is, is a character in the comics and yeah. the inventor guy is a character in the comics, but it's less stuff like the DuckTales movie and stuff like that, which I have seen in Dutch on VHS. Ah. Nice. But yeah, um, so that is, for me, that is pretty much it for the Disney Afterglow Collection. Um, 
Yeah, I used to work. We, I used to watch this um, back in the day. Um, yeah, it was in the, the afternoon. You used to go home from come home from school, and it used to be on in Australia. This was back in the early nineties. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, if you can sort of, um, if you're able to get it, yeah, pick this up. Um, it's on, yeah, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Works great on Steam Deck. Nice. Right, so, yeah, so no need to worry about that. Yeah, so that is, um, yeah, um, Disney Afternoon Collection. All right, we're going to change up a bit here. Uh, you've uh, you've prepared something. I have, yes. Um, so this is, you know, normally the point of the episode where I talk about something I played. But mm-hmm. uh, those of you who listened to the last episode will know that I've mostly been spending time on Monster Hunter World, and that continues to be true. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a very time-consuming game. It, it kind of takes over all of your video gaming time. I did play a little bit of like Marvel Spider-Man remastered. I picked that up during like the steam winter sale, but I've only played a couple hours and I don't really feel comfortable giving like an opinion on it yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, instead I've got a little challenge for Scott here. See, if you listened to uh, episode four of this very show, I did look this up. Uh, you'll have heard that Scott is a big fan of Mega Man. He is indeed. So I've written 15 trivia questions spanning the breadth of the whole franchise for him to test his knowledge on. And when I say the whole franchise, I mean like Mega Man, Mega Man X, Mega Man Zero, ZX, Battle Network, Mm -hmm. Star Force. Like, uh, I've got, I will say before we start, I've got three of them in here that I like to call big jerk questions uh, <laughs> that are a little more tenuously connected to the franchise. Uh, they will still be related to Mega Man, but not necessarily about something or from a specific game. The way this works well, is ex- I, I guess there's no like stakes. There's no prize, but let's see how well you do, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, I, am, I am excited and terrified at the same time. Yeah, I tried to get from some like slightly more obscure trivia. <laughs> I will say I haven't played a lot of Mega Man games, so my impression mm-hmm. of what obscure is may be a little skewed. Alright, number one. Okay. How many female robot master bosses were there in the original mainline Mega Man games? In the original mainline games, um, now going from all of them, um, the first and only appearance of a female Mega Man boss is Splash Woman from the Mega Man 9. That's correct. Just one. Splash Woman. That is correct. It's a shame. Hopefully in the new... In, in, have they continue on, there'll be more female robot masters. All right. Number two. If I wanted to deal more damage to Mega Man 11's Block Man, which weapon should I use against him? 
I I'll be honest, I it's not ringing a bell at the moment because <laughs> Blockman is the first boss I actually go to um with my mega bu- with the original Mega Buster. Oh. And I use and I use that with the that and the um the power ability because you got the double gear system. Yeah. So I use that. I, I use that. That's sort of because with Mega Man you sort of got to go to your first boss with no weapon, so you got to go with the original and um yeah, that's sort of the first one I go to. So <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, I can't really um I wouldn't know what the actual correct one was. I'm curious to know what it actually is. Uh, according to what I found, it's the Chain Blast from Blast Man. Ah, yes. Okay, that sort of makes sense. I think like Blast Man is sort of like the last, the eighth bots that I usually do. So, no points there. Let's see if you can pick it up yep. with number three, which is the first big jerk question. Yep. After the wildly successful Kickstarter for Mighty Number no. 9, everybody's favorite video game, uh, mm-hmm. Mega Man artist Keiji Inafune's company Concept launched another one to create a spiritual successor to Mega Man Legends that was significantly less successful. What was the game called? That game, which I believe it was a uh, two Kickstarters, uh, one for a game and one for a, um, I believe, a TV ser- uh, animated series. That's correct. Red Ash. Uh, there. There is a second part of that title after the colon. Oh, Red Ash. Um, oh, I wouldn't know. Oh, I'm gonna give it to. Yes. I'm gonna give you the point regardless, but I'm curious to see if yep. you can remember it. I know it's Red Ash and something odd. Ah, uh, no, you'll have to let me know. Uh, it's Red Ash, the Indelible Legend. Indelible Legends. Oh. I knew it was something weird. Something out there. <sighs> but you got the point. Yeah, but I did. Because it is Red Ash. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, God, I remember that. Oh god, that was a whole debacle. They ended up um, actually apparently the um the animated series, which ended up being like a one episode, ended up getting released, but not in English, like in Chinese. Huh. Hmm. Number four. What is the only Mega Man X game where Capcom made the Galaxy Brain decision to not make the protagonist X a playable character right from the beginning of the game? Now, this one here, this would be back in the PlayStation 2 Xbox era. And that game would be Mega Man X7, which Mega Man X is actually on the cover, but is not a playable character up front. You've got Zero and Axel. That's correct. It's Mega Man X7. What a strange decision. All right, number five. to be out there. Yep. The PlayStation Portable remake of the original Mega Man called Mega Man Powered Up added Mm -hmm. two new Robot Masters to bring it up to the standard number of eight Robot Masters in other games because the original had six. If you Mm -hmm. can name me either one of these, I will give you a point. What if I name both of them? (laughs) <laughs> for the purpose of okay. scorekeeping uh it's one point regardless well, but i will be very impressed 
Yes. Okay. So the first one is Time Man. And the second controversial one is Oil Man. Both of those are correct. Yeah. Uh, Oil Man. Big um, original. Oh, no. I was going to make a joke and now I can't remember the name. The, the character from Dragon Ball Z that had uh, similar problems. Yep. Yes. Yes, they were the they definitely changed that up, thankfully, for the English release. You're doing very well so far. Thank you. Number six. In Mega Man Legends, Mega Man Volnut is joined by two characters who keep the Mega Man tradition of ludicrous names going. Namely, Roll and her grandfather, Beryl. Feel free to make your own do Beryl jokes here, but I'm more interested in their last name. What was it? Casket. That's correct, man. You're doing great. Oh, I thought you were honestly going to ask me about the, the little monkey robot assistant which I have no idea what that guy's name is. Uh, I'm just going to make this note here for future reference. Uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. What are the sentient computer programs, of which X is one, present in the Mega Man Zero series that can give Zero certain advantages like healing or covering fire during the levels called? Those sentient beings are known as the Cyber Elves. That's correct. Number eight. Big jerk question number two. Let's go. All elite wrestling executive vice president and main event level wrestler Kenny Omega takes a lot of inspiration from video games, including naming his finishing move the One-Winged Angel as a direct reference to Final Fantasy VII. But... He also named one of his signature moves after a prominent Mega Man character as a tribute to his love for the series. Which character did he name his sit-out gut-wrench powerbomb after? <sighs> Which wrestling do you watch, Scott? None. So, if it's a powerbomb move? Yeah. If there's two answers I want to go, I want to say probably known as the Blue Bomber. Probably got that wrong. So I guess your answer is Mega Man because I'm asking for which character it is. Okay, okay. Okay, so Mega Man, the move is called the Blue Bomber. No. The only other option would be Bomb Man. But I guess that'd be too obvious. All right. What's the answer? Uh, the answer is Dr. Wily. Oh, okay. It's called the Dr. Wily Bomb. Okay. Which, okay, as a side note to some mm-hmm. extremely pedantic wrestling fans out there, because I know we love being pedantic. 
Mm-hmm. If you are going to get on my case about it being called the Dr. Willie Bomb after Dr. Death Steve Williams, the inventor of the move, I found mm-hmm. footage of Mauro Ronello calling it the Dr. Wiley Bomb, and I have been assured by people with better memories than me that both Excalibur <laughs> of AEW and Kevin Kelly of New Japan Pro Wrestling at the time have called it the Dr. Wiley Bomb and referenced it as a th- reference to Mega Man. I tried my best to research this. I've been wrong about this. I couldn't find anything to the contrary. Okay. <laughs> I know there's going to be people out there. Just covering my bases. No, definitely Dr. Wiley. Dr. Wiley, yes. Wiley, that's right. Uh, fun fact also about Kenny Omega, his literal favorite video game of all time is Mega Man X. Uh, his nice. Twitter handle is at... Kenny Omega Man X. Nice. Yeah. L- love it. And he used to, back he was when he was in a Japanese promotion called DDT Pro Wrestling, his entrance mm-hmm. theme was a remix of Dr. Wily's Castle. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, nice. number nine. Yeah. Mega Man 1 has a glitch where you could avoid damage and make your weapons repeatedly deal damage that commonly gets employed with Elecman's Thunder Beam to defeat the Yellow Devil. What do you have to do to trigger the glitch? To trigger the glitch, you have to, as you said, um, get the um, Elecman um, weapon. And as you hit, as the lightning bolt hits the actual um, eye, you have to push select. Keep repushing select on and off because that is actually pausing the game, pausing off and on. And each time you unpause it, it'll register as a hit. That's exactly correct. You pause the game with mm-hmm. the select button. That claim, that glitch did keep. Uh, they did keep that glitch in in later re-releases of Mega Man One as well. They did when it was the original NES one, but when they did the Mega Man The Wily Wars release on the Mega Drive, they fixed that. So you have to beat the Yellow Devil the old-fashioned way. Yeah. The Yellow Devil is not too difficult. You basically have to because it actually um, moves like in the smaller blocks to one place to another. You have to just time it right, time it right when it opens its eye. But fun fact, the um, yeah, Mega Man One is the only game where you can actually technically pause the game, and uh, because in every other Mega Man game, you pause it by effectively getting to weapon select screen. Yeah. Hmm. Number ten, Mega Man ZX features a series of living metallic artifacts that allow their wheelers to transform into legendary Reploid warriors from the past. What are these things called? I know these um I know they transform into legendary X and Zero, but I cannot remember what the actual element or, or what the actual robot thing is called. Uh they are biometals. Ah, okay. Number eleven. Big jerk question number three. In 2003, a group of Middle Tennessee State University students got together to form a band named after a character who first appeared in Mega Man 3. They've since released multiple albums, including two in their three-part concept album story, 
of a dystopian take on the stories of Mega Man's 1 through 6, and have performed at a lot of conventions, the most recent of which being the 2020 edition of MAGFest. Which character are they named after? I want to say... Proto-Men. That's correct. It's Proto-Man. They are named the Proto-Men. Oh. I can't believe I got that one. They uh, they tour Europe a lot. I checked out their uh, setlist.fm page to look for like different concerts. They've come to mm-hmm. Europe a lot recently. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, apparently according to their wikipedia page anyway they mostly started it originally like while they were in college just to meet deadlines on their like music studies and it has just they're still active like there's there's uh the the third part of that concert concept series hasn't come out yet but yeah they're still performing regularly nice number 12 one of the most iconic enemies in the Mega Man series are the little guys in hard hats. There have been many varieties of them over the course of the franchise, but what are they actually called? I believe the names are Metals, Metals, M E T O O L S. Uh, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's that spelling, but with an A instead of the O. Met- metals. Oh, metals. Okay. Uh, I would have also accepted Mets because that's what they've been colloquially called as early as the manual for the original Mega Man on NES. Oh, okay. But their full name Although, is Metals. Yeah. Although I wouldn't trust those the original Mega Man um, manual because it has both uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Light and Doctor Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing about that, right? That's I think based on the research I did when I was writing this quiz, because I did look at that as well, is Mm -hmm. that's more a result of the Japanese language, I think, doesn't make a distinction between the sound for an L and an R. Mm. So when you translate the Japanese name, either one would be correct. There's a great episode. We always talk about this. um, Stop skeletons from fighting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's, there's how the how the West was worst. Um. Capcom. Uh. Great episode. Uh, t- it tackles into this. All right. Number thirteen. What is the main hub town in the Mega Man Battle Network series that also shares a name with a famous Australian rock band called? Okay. I was originally, when it started this, I had no idea what it was going to be. But then after hearing the Extreme Rock Band, I now know it's ACDC. That's correct. Yes. Hey. There are other Australian rock bands. Like Mm. Airborne. Okay. uh, Who basically just wish they were ACDC, to be honest. Um, (laughs) Uh, Divinals are Australian as well, but they're not strictly around anymore. Yep. Uh, not Jars of Clay. Come on. Um, 
Beds are burning. Okay. Oh, uh, Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil, yeah. Yeah. A pretty well-known Australian rock band. I don't think they're around anymore either, yeah? Because the lead no, singer went no. into politics. Yeah, and then went out of politics. Yeah. Great episode of uh, One Hit Wonderland about Midnight Oil by Todd okay. in the Shadows. Ah, cool. Number 14. Which robot master from Mega Man 4, who is weak to the ring boomerang, was designed by the current artist for the Shonen Jump version of One Punch Man as part of a contest when he was just 12 years old? See, going by Mega Man, um, four, five, and six. I'm not overly knowledge of this, so I um, I would not know. Sorry, it's Dust Man. Ah, the like the weird, big air conditioner weird. looking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, okay. uh, from like between Mega Man's two and eight. Most, if not all, of the Robot Master designs are, like, sent in by other people for contests, and they're appropriately yep. credited in the in the credits, of course. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of wild to think that, like, the current artist... When I say the Shonen Jump version of One Punch Man, I, I mean, like, because there's two versions of One Punch Man. There's the webcomic version by the actual creator, and then there's the Shonen Jump version with the really nice-looking art. And that's the artist for this. Oh, nice. I should give you a credit for the questions you've gotten right. That's probably a good thing to do. Uh, And number 15, the last Mm. one. How many Mega Man games can you buy on Steam? Uh, For the purpose of this question, legacy collections are considered one game because they're one single purchase and listing in your library. But bundles of multiple legacy collections just don't count. Don't don't care about those. So, effectively, like Mega Man Legacy Collection is considered one game. Okay, so to be honest, mostly just because I couldn't be bothered to look up each individual game in each individual legacy collection. No, 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 completely right. But um, going from this, going from Steam. Okay, let's have a look. Uh, okay, Mega Man Collection. Mega Man Legacy Collection, Mega Man, Lang- Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, Mega Man X Legacy Collections 1 and 2, um, Mega Man Battle Network Collections 1 and 2, so that's 6, uh, Mega Man 11, and Mega Man X Dive? So, okay, so... Is that eight? I'm probably forgetting someone. Ooh, the tension. I will neither confirm nor deny whether you're right until you have told me that that's your final answer. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, Okay, eight. Eight is my final answer. Every one of those you said is correct. You did forget what? about the Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection. 
Oh my god! I knew there was, I knew there was one where it was only one collection, like it wasn't split off. Ah. Oh. So the correct answer is nine. I thought for sure I was gonna get you with Mega Man X Dive online offline. Because I like I I had heard that that was a, a like free to play game that was removing all the free to play elements and just becoming an offline yeah. just game. Mm. Uh, but I completely forgot it existed when I was looking things up for this question. Uh, <laughs> until I, I sorry until I was looking things up for this question. So I was hoping to get you with that one, but I got you with another one. Oh yeah, I was just thinking, like I knew there was I knew there was one game that didn't didn't split it up, but I can't believe uh, can Mega Man. What well, can, can it technically be because that those stars zero rather than Mega Man? Can I can I wiggle my way into that point? <laughs> nah, they have Mega Man in the title, Scott. Yeah, but he's not he's not the main. Ah. Oh. It's, They've got Mega Man X oh. in them. Yeah. Well, yes, actually. Yes, and copy X. So, congratulations. Well done, still. Uh, my, by my count, you got 9 out of 15 correct. Woo! Uh, yeah, there's, there are some weird ones in here. Uh, mm-hmm. I... Again, like I said at the beginning, that there were a couple of the, my impression of what may or may not be obscure trivia. Like I, I didn't want to go too deep. I, I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. you know, feasible. Yeah. Um, but also because I haven't played a lot of Mega Man games, I, my impression <laughs> of what may or may not be obscure might be a little different than yours. But hey, yes. Congratulations, you did very, very well. Nine out of fifteen. That's very good. Thank you. Thank you. that was fun it was if you dear listener like this kind of thing let us know because i love writing these (laughs) and i will take any excuse i can get to write more of them yes please Alrighty, well, that is it for this episode of the Game Podular Unfocused Podcast. I have been your host, Scott. Thank you so much, Hilka, for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me. It was great to be here as always. Fantastic. All right, and we will catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Game Podger Unfocused Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Make sure to check out our other show and focus. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lovely Game Podger community. Follow us on Twitter, Mastodon, Blue Sky, YouTube, and at Game Podger for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. 
If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a Game Podular Patreon. The details for both are on our website. Thanks. This episode was edited by me, and you can follow me on Twitter at TheScottyJMan. You can also follow Hilker on Twitter at Gear12 underscore Turbo. Thanks for listening.